Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We have a fantastic show today to send you off into a healthy and safe and enjoyable weekend. First, we got a few news items, as we always do on Friday from some things that have dropped recently. First, we have an article from PFF through ESPN. It's a little confusing, but what they did was rank NFL rosters from 1 to 32, and the Titans came in in a favorable spot, so I'll go over that article, where the Titans rank, their strength and weaknesses according to player grades, and who the Titans' X-Factor will be in 2020. Then, we saw the Titans make three big hires on the business side on Thursday that were widely applauded by those around the NFL, and also shine a light again on the amazing job that Amy Adams Strunk has done to transform this franchise. So we will talk about those three hires and how those hires plan to impact the business side of things. And one in particular should have a major impact on game day production. So excited to talk about that in our first segment. And then we will finish off hearing from the Titans players who gave their end of the virtual offseason program interviews on Zoom conferences. And today we will hear from Rashawn Evans. So we heard from Kevin Byard Monday, heard from Tannehill on Wednesday. We will round that out today in our second segment, hearing from Titans inside linebacker Rashawn Evans. And then we will close out today's show as we always do with a little bit of a Friday mailbag. So got some good questions in from you guys. Remember, you can send those questions in to me at any time at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter or put your questions in the Apple podcast review section. I will make sure to get to those. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, following on Spotify, or whatever platform you do stream, as I will continue to pump out content as we ramp things up and get ready for NFL training camp. So a lot to break down today with you guys. Let's get it. article by Pro Football Focus's Ben Lindsay, released through ESPN Insider. He ranked every NFL roster from 1 to 32 using the 2019 player grades from Pro Football Focus for all offensive and defensive starters, including two running backs, three wide receivers, and three cornerbacks on defense. One thing to note is, since some teams do have rookies slated to be starters, the article did use college grades from their most recent played season. So that is one disclaimer to keep in mind. But the Titans in this ranking, their roster ended up in eighth place overall, just behind the Baltimore Ravens, the New Orleans Saints, the San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Buffalo Bills. Looking at the individual player grades for the Titans, we see Ryan Tannehill as the best on the team with a 90.2 overall grade, Derrick Henry at a 79.2, Darrington Evans in his last season in college had a 78.8, Jonu Smith finished the season with a 
70.9 player grade. A.J. Brown had an 81.8. Corey Davis at a 70.4. Adam Humphreys at a 71.4. Taylor Lewan at 80.2. Roger Saffold at 77.3. Ben Jones at 79.7. Nate Davis at a team low at 46.6. And Dennis Kelly at a 71.7. On defense, Jeffrey Simmons came in with a player grade of 67.2. Daquan Jones at 72.4. And Titans slated to be starter free agent pickup Jack Crawford came in at a 49.6. Harold Landry at a 65.4. Vic Beasley at a 58.9. Rashawn Evans at a defensive low of 47.7, which was a surprise. Jayon Brown at a 68.8. Adoree Jackson at a 79.9. Malcolm Butler at a 65.5. Christian Fulton, the Titans' second round pick, cornerback out of LSU, had an 84.7 player grade with LSU in that championship season. Kenny Vaccaro at a 60.9. And then Kevin Byard rounding out the Titans' defense with a 78.3. Lindsey also noted the Titans' biggest strength. He had this to say, quote, regardless of what you think about the value, he provides. It's not hard to be impressed with how Derrick Henry runs the football. He was the only running back in the NFL with over 100 carries to average more than four yards after contact per rush. And since 2018, his 89.3 rushing grade is below only Nick Chubb at the position. Returning the NFL's third highest grade run blocking offensive line in 2019 minus Jack Conklin, the Titans should once again have one of the better running games in the NFL. End quote. He also mentioned the Titans' biggest weakness. Quote, the only team that had a lower team pressure rate than the Titans in 2019, 28.8%, was the Miami Dolphins. Bringing in Vic Beasley, a player whose 8.9% pressure rate ranks 33rd among 34 edge rushers with a 1,000 or more pass rushing snaps since 2017, isn't going to solve that problem. The Titans will need big jumps from Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons to field a significantly improved pass rush, end quote. And then finally mentions the Titans' X-Factor for 2020. Quote, Ryan Tannehill was the X-Factor for this team in 2019, and the Titans' success in 2020 will ride once again on his performance. Regardless of how Henry plays, it wasn't until Tannehill took over in Week 7 that this offense took off. In Weeks 1 through 6, the Titans ranked 26th in expected points per play on offense. With PFF's third highest graded quarterback in 2019 at the helm, they ended the rest of the season ranked second behind the Ravens. Let's switch gears and talk about three big hires that the Titans made on Thursday. All three hires came on the business side for the Titans. First, we have the hiring of Aldolfo Birch III, who will be returning to his hometown of Nashville to work a big role for the Tennessee Titans. Birch recently served as the Senior Vice President of Labor Policy and League Affairs for the National Football League. He's actually spent 24 years working in the NFL offices in a, uh, a multitude of different roles, including labor negotiations, managing the drug testing program, government relations, sports betting, employee development, and the league's critical response team. We will see Aldolfo Birch join the Titans as the senior vice president for business affairs and be their chief legal officer. Birch's family has a history in Nashville as his father, A.A. Birch Jr., was the first African-American chief justice of the Tennessee Supreme Court and became the first judge to ever serve at every level of the Tennessee judiciary. The city of Nashville is actually named a courthouse after Birch's father based on his long and successful legal career. 
Along with having family ties to Nashville, Birch was also a graduate of Father Ryan High School in 1984, has an undergraduate degree from Harvard, and a law degree from Vanderbilt. Birch will oversee legal affairs and segments of human resources for the Titans. He also will help manage team initiatives that relate to state and local governments, business planning, and business strategy. Birch has an impeccable reputation around the NFL, and this is considered a slam dunk hire by the Titans. Also, we saw the Titans hire Surf Melendez as the team's new creative director, a new role that the Titans actually hadn't had in their organization before. Melendez has spent the last six years with the Miami Dolphins as their managing director of content and creativity. He was responsible in large part for the development of the newly constructed Hard Rock Stadium for the Dolphins. The Dolphins' creative team, while Melendez was in charge, was actually recognized for multiple awards. He's also spent three years with Adidas as their senior brand design manager, creative director, and has also worked at several different ad agencies. Melendez will be responsible for the team's creative direction. He'll also help oversee their digital and broadcast content as well as game day production. I expect Melendez to help revive the stadium experience for the Titans as it's something that fans feel has been lacking for quite some time. The third and final hire that we saw announced by the Titans on Thursday was Dan Worley, who will be hired as the team's new general counsel. Worley had spent the last year as the general counsel for Nashville Soccer Club. Prior to joining Nashville Soccer Club, Worley was a managing partner for Seaver and Worley, where he represented a number of different sports teams and had a bunch of different roles in different capacities with different sports teams. He also spent six years working in two Chicago law firms. And remember that all of this is on the heels of of Titans long-term president and CEO Steve Underwood stepping down and retiring and the Titans elevating Burke Nahill as their new president and CEO of the team. Amy Adams Strunk has been consistently making moves to make not only the football side of things for the Titans as best as possible, but filling up the business side of the organization with as much talent as possible as well. I know I talk about this a lot, but I really can't stress how great of a job Miss Amy has done from the jerseys to the draft to John Robinson to Mike Vrabel, the consistent winning, the playoff appearances, the hires in the front office, her statement about social issues, one of the only NFL owners who's actually come out and had something to say. I mean, she's just done a fantastic job, not to mention the fact that she's a female owner in a male-dominated industry. And then you add in, you know, what the franchise looked like before she took over. They've come off two of the worst seasons since they moved to Nashville. And then we heard a lot of rumors circulating that the Titans were up for sale, the Bon Jovi rumors, the NFL maybe stepping in to do something about the franchise. Just a lot was going on behind the scenes when she took over. And I think now, after we've had quite a few years to see what kind of job she would do, it's pretty obvious that not only is she doing a great job, but Amy Adams Strunk is one of the best owners in the NFL, hands down. Now, before we hear the end of the offseason program conference call from inside linebacker Rashawn Evans, I do want to talk to you guys a little bit about rockauto.com. So, rockauto.com is a family business, and they have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, and you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional 
professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the right brand, right specification, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and like I mentioned, they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you once again. There's a box that said, how did you hear about us? Make sure you put locked on in there so they know where you came from. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Let's hear from Titans inside linebacker Rashawn Evans in his end of the virtual offseason program Zoom conference. Audio, of course, is courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com. The first question he was asked is just how important to him are individual honors, our individual goals for him as a player? Oh, yeah. oh no doubt. Um, I just feel like just, you know, for any player, including myself, just having your own personal goals, I feel like. You know, it just helps the team collectively because if every person is striving for their own individual goals, it just makes everybody else good. So for me personally, like those accolades, like you just mentioned, man, all pro, pro bowl, um, being leader, talking all those other things, man, that's definitely something I definitely strive for to, uh, you know, just be the best at, at, at the things that, that I do. And I absolutely agree with Rashawn there. It's important for everyone, even if you're a part of a team, to have individual goals for yourself that you're striving for that can only make everybody on the team better if they all have that mindset. As long as reaching your individual goals doesn't interfere with the team's goals of winning, then it's perfectly a healthy thing to do. Next, Rashawn Evans was asked to just give his thoughts on his career so far and where he sees opportunities for him to take a step to be even better. Um, I would just say, man, just my perseverance, man, being able to fight through um, anything, whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, anything, uh, you know, that, that may be trying to, you know, cause me from not being at the best of my game. Uh, just my perseverance and being able to, uh, you know, just adapt. Um, any situation that you get put in in the NFL, man, is is something that you can't train for. Uh, it's something that just happens, you know, out the blue. But, you know, being able to adapt and be able to do it on the run, I think that's the main thing uh, that I've been really proud of myself for. And then just really as far as me, man, um, you know, just continue to keep doing what I've been doing, man. Uh, being a leader, doing all the things as far as being in the locker room, encouraging younger guys to be the best players that they could possibly be, continue to level up in that aspect, to continue to do uh, more and more and more, um, you know, while I'm here, man, just to, you know, to impact and, you know, you know, help out as many people as I can and that I come across. Then Evans talks about this unusual offseason so far and gives kind of a description of what he has been doing. And I, I think there's a lot of interesting information in here from Rashawn Evans. So enjoy. To, yeah, to be honest with you, man, offseason has been amazing for me, to be honest. Um, I think the fact that I've had even more time 
you know, just to be able to, um, you know, heal, to be able to work on whatever it is, the little things, to be able to work on those things. Um, you know, the, the normal time you would normally get maybe your four to five months that you would get annually each and every year, um, you know, it has gotten lengthened because of the coronavirus. Um, you know, not saying that <laughs> the coronavirus is something that I want to happen every year, but I have, I have, you know, you know, gained some great, some great things from, you know, just being in this, this virus and, you know, being able to, you know, learn a lot more things that I would normally learn if it didn't happen. So, um, I would just say just normally just doing my regular workouts. Um, I was still on a training. I was still on the training list. So I was still able to um, every now and then going in and out of the facility if I needed to. Um, but other than that, you know, I was really just quarantined and just trying to keep myself as safe as possible and really just doing some of the old things that I would do back in high school, man. I mean, whether or not I had to go back in the, you know, in the garage and get a couple weights from the facility and bring them over and uh, do some workouts in the garage. And, and to be honest with you, I enjoyed that even more than, you know, sometimes uh, working out at a, a, you know, organized facility. I think just that in itself kind of builds Character, I think it builds, you know, even that much more of a chip on your shoulder because you kind of go back to how you started. You kind of go back to, you know, not having a lot of things uh, that you will have now and being able to use those things that you have um, to 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 maximize it and to do as, as, you know, as much as you can to, you know, get that same type of workout as you would with an organized, um, you know, facility. I think that's the, the the cool thing about it, just with those little things. A couple of quick things I want to point out about that last quote. One, I just have this image in my head of Rashawn Evans going back to basics, going back into the garage like he did as a kid to get a pump in. Some real old school Rocky vibes I'm getting from that description of his offseason. And then also, really love what he said about just starting to work out immediately. said he took one week off. And then got to work again. It's obvious that Rashawn Evans is hungrier than ever to get back to where the Titans were before and then hopefully take that next step, get to the Super Bowl, and be be able to bring a trophy back to Nashville. So have to love everything that you hear from Rashawn Evans there. Next, he talks about changing from Coach Tyrone McKenzie to Jim Hazlitt and how things are different between the two. Um, I just think, man, you know, Hazlitt is an older guy. He was a lot older than um, Ty. Um, Ty had brought a more uh, younger type of vibe to the to the to the room. Um, he had, you know, he he was a guy that just played maybe within a decade. He was still playing within a decade, so um, he was definitely still fresh off the field and was able to give us a lot of you know young knowledge about you know, what was going on, how, how to play certain things. And, you know, he gave us a lot of energy, man. I think that, that that's what definitely helped us to play at a high level. And, um, you know, with Jim Hasler, I think he, by him being an older guy, uh, being a head coach at one time, um, he has a definitely, uh, he definitely has a different understanding of the game. Um, you know, he kind of reminds me of a, of a coach Pease, a guy that has been in the game uh, for as long as you could think. And to be able to get some of that knowledge like I did from Coach Pease, it'll be the same thing that I'm doing with Jim Hasley. Because um, it's hard to find, you know, coaches that have been in the game for that long with that much knowledge and that much personality that he has. Um, I'm Even from, you know, me just meeting him, the many times that I have met him, uh, he's definitely a personal guy. He, he's definitely a guy that, you know, loves to talk. Um, not only just about football, but, you know, about family. You know, he definitely asks about family, asks about, you know, just the little things that, you know, guys like us, um, you know, we, we take 
take take you know into consideration as far as a guy that we want to listen to on Sunday. So, um, you know, I think just from both those coaches, man, I, I feel like I'm gonna gain so much knowledge about the game in itself, and I'm gonna just use. It. If you ask me, I think it's pretty obvious that Rashawn Evans like coach Tyrone McKenzie a lot better as his inside linebacker coach. Not saying that he doesn't like playing under Jim Haslam, but you can just tell the excitement in his voice when he talked about his experience with Tyrone McKenzie, and it's still an unanswered mystery that we have as to why he decided to up and leave and go to Detroit for the same role. Very, very curious. I wonder if we will ever find out what exactly caused him to to change for, for a similar spot in Detroit. Very interesting there. But, yeah, I think it's obvious from my perspective, in my opinion, that Rashawn Evans enjoyed playing for Coach McKenzie a lot more. The last thing that we will hear from Rashawn Evans will be about just if he's ready to hit the field and how he feels about getting back out on the grass. Man, to be honest with you, I'm, re- I'm ready to play, man. I'm ready to go, man. Um, you know, I haven't stopped training since the Chiefs games. Like, I took maybe a week off to kind of heal up. But ever since then, I mean, I've been rolling. So, um, just that simple fact of, you know, I, you know, just as a team, we got so close to the Super Bowl game. And, you know, by me having that first experience being in the NFL and having that opportunity to get to that last game, I think it definitely gave me an even bigger motivation because I know how to get there now. Uh, I feel like just from the experience of the preparation that is that is needed for something like that and to to know the type of leadership you need in order to be able to achieve something like that. Um, to be able to go from two and four like we did and be able to turn that season around, um, I definitely don't take that lightly at all. I feel like it, it gave me a different understanding of how, you know, just because you lose a couple games in a regular season, that does not de- determine the outcome of the season at all. I mean, things can change just like that with the NFL. So, you know, it just gives me a def- def- different understanding of how, how I'm approached this season, man, of, you know, taking every game one by one. Don't don't try to look at the next next game. Don't try to look at a game that was before that. You know, I, le- I learned even some of these same concepts from Alabama. And, you know, I still use it to this day, but, you know, I just, it, I feel like just from that past year, it kind of reiterated some of the things I learned. Before we get into our Friday mailbag and head off to the weekend, I do want to remind you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I've told you about my favorite flavors, the salted caramel chocolate, the banana nut bread, the peanut butter brownie. They have 16 different amazing flavors, 8 chocolate and nut flavors, 8 chocolate and nut free flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. I encourage you guys to not only take advantage of this offer, but once you do get those built bars, throw them in the fridge. They're very refreshing coming in from the outside heat of the summer. But the bars don't just taste good, they are healthy as well. They can help you lose or maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And right now, if you go to builtbar.com, they do have an offer going that gives you 50% off the entire site. And not only that, but 100% of the profits will go to charitable organizations. So never a bad time to take advantage of this offer. But specifically right now, with everything at stake, it is very important that you take advantage of the offer and go to BuiltBar.com and pick up some of the best tasting protein bars you will ever have. 
let's head off into the weekend with another Friday mailbag. Got some good questions from you guys on Twitter at Tech Tac Titans and in the Apple Podcast reviews. So I will start off here with a question from Josh Murbitz. And Josh asked, what Titans games are you looking forward to this year the most? And which games do you plan to go to if we have games this year? Living in Denver, got my eye on that week one Monday night game for sure. Okay, so Josh, I will start there. I am very excited for the week one matchup against the Broncos. And a lot of that, quite frankly, has to do with the heat that I've taken from Bronco fans this offseason on Twitter. Um, Early on when the schedule was announced, I said this should be a win for the Titans. The Titans went to the AFC Championship game last year. The Broncos have a very young offense and a team that uh, did not go to the playoffs last year. So just logically speaking, the Titans should win that game despite it being in Denver on Monday night to open the season, which based on all of the history of playing in Denver early in the season, it's a tough place to play. But even with all that in mind, the Titans should win and Broncos fans tried to just roast me for it. So I would love nothing more than the Titans to open the season with a nice victory. But My other um, highlighted games, I guess, on my schedule, a lot of them have to do with my my personal ties, my friends, and my family. So the one left that doesn't is the Ravens game in Week 11. I think somehow that game will get flexed to primetime, but I cannot wait to go back to Baltimore and take on the Ravens. I just have a feeling that the Titans are going to be that that fly that you can't get rid of for the Ravens and somehow some way we just have their number but other than those two games the other games I'm looking forward to are the Bengals game week eight in Cincinnati tons of Cincinnati friends uh, fans that I grew up with as some of my best friends similarly the Cleveland Browns I have a ton of friends who are Browns fans so I look forward to the Titans taking them on again and then the Green Bay Packers uh, a lot of people in my close family are Packers fans so uh, I enjoy Enjoy that matchup whenever it happens every four years, and hopefully it plays out similarly to how the last time the Titans played the Packers in a in a route victory in I believe 2016. So those are the games that I am looking forward to the most personally. The next question we have is from Tyler Chandler. He said, "With training camp date set for July 28th, with." Which position battle is the most intriguing to you? The fourth or fifth wide receiver spot, backup quarterback, starting right tackle, or the fourth or fifth cornerback spot? For me, I'm going to go with the easy answer because it's the most important at the end of the day, and that's the starting right tackle position. It would be best for the Titans if their first round uh, number one overall pick this year, Isaiah Wilson, will be ready to take over that starting right tackle position. I do not want Dennis Kelly to win that battle because it just means the Titans' first round pick wasn't ready quick enough. So I'd like to have my cake and eat it too here and have Isaiah Wilson be ready to go week one, even though it's that's a tough ask considering the coronavirus offseason that we're going through. But I think starting right tackle is, is the most important of those position battles. And then the next question we have here is from Mike Inclon. Mike said, what are the chances we have a full NFL season this year? And we got some quotes from Roger Goodell today, basically saying they're going full head of steam, uh, full steam ahead for training camp at the end of July, which in my mind means we're definitely going to have an NFL season. How many fans are allowed to be there? If there are allowed to be fans, period, I don't know about that. But 100% there will be a full NFL season. I truly do believe that at this point. 
The next set of questions we have here comes from my guy, Stephen Smith, who does a great job of asking me a bunch of questions here for the weekly mailbag, and I do appreciate it, Stephen. So to start, he has three questions for me, and he said, do you prefer Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern or Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? One, I think that Ryan Reynolds would do good in just about anything. He's a phenomenal actor in the ilk of a Robin Williams, a Jim Carrey, and Adam Sandler. Some of these guys who have played um, specific roles, they're not just acting like themselves. Uh, I think we've had some phenomenal comedy um, characters and comedy actors, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, like I said, uh, Adam Sandler, uh, Will Ferrell, you could throw in there as well, who play these tremendous character roles. I think Ryan Reynolds should be mentioned in the same breath as those guys at this point with his character acting, but for me, it is obvious that Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I believe there's even a comic issue uh, of Deadpool early on where they talk about Ryan Reynolds being the inspiration for the character, so Ryan Reynolds is incredible as Deadpool. Now, the things that ruined Green Lantern, because Green Lantern was a terrible movie, a lot of what ruined that movie had to do with the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm a DC head. Uh, I know too much about the inner workings of what's going on over there, so Jeff Johns, who's an incredible uh, comic creator, has royally failed as a movie uh, guy when it comes to creative process over there, and he had a big hand in that Green Lantern movie that flopped completely, so I'm not going to blame Ryan Reynolds for that, but he is Deadpool. I don't, I don't think you could ever replace Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. He fits the character so absolutely perfectly, and then he asked Ben Affleck as Batman or Daredevil. Um, a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but Ben Affleck is the best Batman ever put on screen. If you want to argue with me, tag me on Twitter. I'll send you a few GIFs, a few GIFs, whatever you want to call them. Ben Affleck is the best Batman ever put on screen. His movies aren't the best, even though I love Batman versus Superman. I absolutely love it. Justice League was a travesty. I'll talk more about that at a later date. But uh, Batman vs. Superman is a fantastic movie. wasn't critically acclaimed. That's perfectly fine. The Nolan movies, The Dark Knight Rises, The Dark Knight, Batman Begins with Christian Bale. Those are better movies. But Ben Affleck is, is in my opinion, the most comic accurate and best looking Batman that we've ever had on screen ever. And then a Titans question here. In your opinion, is A.J. Brown the best receiver the Titans have seen since Drew Bennett? He said, don't get me wrong, there are some okay ones like Kenny Britt, Kendall Wright, for example, but A.J. seems to be on a completely different level um, like Drew was in the early 2000s. So Drew Bennett only really had one good season. I wouldn't even call him the best receiver the Titans have had since they got to Nashville. I'd say that was Derek Mason, and even he never made the Pro Bowl as an actual wide receiver. It was just as a returner early on in his career. So I think uh, it's been one season. Some of these other guys have had just one really good season. If A.J. Brown comes out and has a 1,000 yards again next year, he's the best receiver the Titans have had since they got to Nashville. I already put A.J. Brown on my 2010s all-decade team despite only having one season because of the impact he had as a rookie. It's something we just haven't seen before. So, yes, I am going to say... I am going to say that A.J. Brown is the best wide receiver that we've seen since um, Derek Mason, I think. that uh, 
that is probably the right answer. And I just hope that A.J. Brown pays us off and, and has another productive season. Uh, he did mention that he would love to see me do a breakdown for Marvel like I did with the Ninja Turtles for the Titans, um, breaking down which Titan is which Marvel character. And that's something that I would like to do here uh, maybe next week. Uh, not I don't have enough time to go through all of that uh, in our mailbag segment today, but that's definitely something that I'm considering and uh, something that I will probably do in the future as we kind of take up this dead period of time in the NFL calendar. Make no mistake, this is the most dead, the least amount of news, the slowest time of the NFL season, even with COVID-19 and the restrictions that it had on uh, on all of the all-season programs and all the all-season events. So trying to make sure I give you guys some, some good content on a three-day schedule for now until we get closer to training camp. But I appreciate all the questions, and if you could keep them coming in, I would appreciate that as well. But that is going to do it for today's show. Now that you're done with this edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure that you check out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast as well. Fantasy football will be here before you know it, and if you guys are as competitive as I am, you will want to dominate all of your leagues this upcoming football season, so never a bad time to start your prep for the fantasy football year ahead but that is going to do it for this week of the locked on titans podcast i truly do hope you guys have a fun safe and enjoyable weekend as always i am your host tyler roland and this was locked on titans